All right, y'all. We want to uh, take this moment and welcome you to episode five of the Dismount Podcast. And today we are discussing the topic, being different. Are you actually unique or just trying to be a rebel? Now, today's topic is really just focusing on our opinions, as always, of the topic that we are discussing and talking about. Now, in no way, shape, or form are we telling you this is how you should think, this is how you should live your life, or this is how you should proceed in your endeavors. As always, we say, don't trust us, trust yourself, use your own discernment, and build that awareness alone. So, to kick it all off, I'd like to ask the question, what does it truly mean to be unique, in your opinion, young Darius? Just the way we are supposed to be. I think we're all put here. There's no recipe for a human being. So on the very basis of it, we are all unique for sure. Um, and I think that is something that's just something that is a kind of a birth given right. Like we are all, there, there's no two Zachers for sure. There's no two Brandons. There's no two anybody. So yeah. there, there's no two people. Now, when you start to develop and you start to become an individual, um, that's when you start to let, you know, the culture or people or peers bleed into who you are. And that's when it starts to become a little murky. So I think spiritually and, and as far as, you know, who we are in the, the universe, we, we're definitely all unique. And, and what it means to be unique is, I, I think, just to be absolutely true to yourself. I, I think that, that that's the 100% base. Like there's that that little voice in your head everyone has and sometimes you you definitely choose to ignore but um there is like the the you you told me about this brandon what's the i'd love brandon to go into this correct so there's like the you and then there's the you and then there's the you and then there's like the third you is the one that's like trying to like that's that's the one you should probably be listening to like that's the one that like it's i guess would be like what your heart is telling you and who you truly are what you truly what, what your soul is to to the universe like that that's kind of what i see that in. yeah and i think that well that doesn't make you new you unique i would say it does i think it does actually strive to like okay well maybe me and zach might have similar um you know things we like to do or you know zach and i thought of the same funny joke or something like i don't think that makes you unique or not but i think what it is is being true to who you are and not letting, you know, the pressure of outside forces coast you or coast you into doing things or coax you into doing different things that uh that you may not be into or or find uh to be suitable for for your yourself. Yeah, I had I I had living by your own standards yeah. is what uniqueness to me kind of at a basis is. Right. You know, not being pulled into other things that don't feel like they're aligned with you. Right. Yeah, no, that's truly it. And I think, I think like if you think of like your formative years in like high school, like that's like I was the worst about getting pulled into. Oh, I feel you. Always. Like every, like Brandon would get me to do anything. <laughs> no, no, he wouldn't. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon was a good one. But like there, you would definitely get, you would definitely get yourself into things that like, yeah, again, like you're supposed to go out there and find yourself. That's the point. Like, I don't think anyone could say like that, like that third you is developed from day one. 
But there is an understanding of like, you know, you as you start to develop, you get a good idea of who you are as an individual. You're not you're not still out there. You know, there's soul searching throughout your whole life. And there's things that I think most people go through. But through those formative years, like you do have to go out there and discover who you actually are, too. So it's not just a given. Like I mentioned, yes, we are given the the ability to be unique. That's like everyone in the universe as far as just, you know, a, a smattering of a bunch of, you know, heritage and, and families and just coming together in, in one generation equals you but i think um you know that 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 third you that i keep mentioning is like that's something that's given you in your formative years and eventually you continue to develop and develop and develop and and then eventually you get to the point where hopefully we are starting to figure out like okay like i have a pretty good basis of who i am and what i believe in and what my morals are and you know what goals are in life and and you know you could still (laughs) go against that for sure but i think um Obviously, that uh, that third you is more present than ever as you continue to develop and mature. And it's kind of hard to continue to your lie to yourself if uh, that voice is always. And I think that that voice is your true self and what's truly going to make you unique as opposed to who's going to be impressed on what you do or uh, you're worried about what the people, you know, outside of, you know, your small pocket think. Um, I think that that one is, is your truth. And that's what's going to or what does make you unique. I think it's fascinating to think about it as like those formative years are, we're almost like a computer and we're just trying to pump ourselves full of all this different information and like knowledge and see what makes us feel good versus what makes us feel like, ah, I don't really align with that. Or that makes me feel kind of weird inside. Or I go home and I feel shame from something that I might have done or might have seen or whatnot. So I, I, I like that whole way that you phrased that. And, and that would lead me into asking you, Tit, what would be your concept behind uniqueness? I think uh, my mind, first thing is, I think the words that Titty's looking for is, I'll mess it up because it's not personal, your public life, there's secret lives, but not everyone we know is in our secret lives. Like, I'm trying to think of an example just somebody like Pam at the bar. Pam's not going to know our secret lives, but the closer we get to our secret lives, the more honest we get with ourselves. And I think a huge part of being unique, like a good unique, in my biased opinion, is just being honest with your true self and your self-interest and having more self-respect for yourself. So in that way, you're not compromising because I think that's kind of the antagonist of being unique is compromise just to fit in, whether that's the public life the private, I mean, public, personal, those two can get groomed down, but the secret life is almost, that's almost unscathed because that's what we harbor closest to us. I think there's, there's also a lot of um, interesting things on, we've all shared our developmental cheat sheet, but Marsha's foreclosure, it's a really great opportunity during adolescence to try on different and see what things fit and resonate with you and what doesn't. Because otherwise, I think we're just walking around as a bunch of copies and to be honest, that world is not really a world I want to live in where we're all copies of one another and we're all just agreeing all the time. And always famous quotes like if you have two opinions in the room, you don't need one of them. Like two opinions that are the same. I think it does become a human need to relate to others. That's like one of the three pillars of happiness. There's autonomy, like freedom, mastery, and related. And those are all like the three components in positive psychology. My roundabout answer, conforming and during our later adolescence into adulthood grooming period, social grooming. I think that it's... Yeah, I I think it's fascinating to think about that concept of putting on the different hats. Like, Look at us, and, and I'm not comparing us to anybody else, but just look at 
us at this point now in our life doing something completely different or new for us that might open up all these different avenues for you to transition into. And I think about the kids who like I know who either went off to a school like a university in a different state or and I think about Ryan Praskovich right now just thinking about how quickly or differently he could have he could have developed by moving away from home and that whole concept of like leaving this area and experiencing those new things or experiencing being out into a different culture can really potentially like throw some nitrous into your you know awakening or or into your development or into fully living in the individual so that that would lead to the question is is it about being different from others or is it about something more and i think that really hit home on the stuff that you were talking about there titty i think there's something we talked about in the previous conversation trying to find out what is the purpose to why we're here what are we doing sure i learn develop what's it all for or like this illuminating light like if we're this 90 watt light bulb the idea is to try to make that light bulb stronger better take away any things that are impeding like causing shade and um prune ourselves down but also we don't have all these different functions like science slash philosophy is a social butterfly yeah but <laughs> i think that's you know fair he's to not say. lying um each one of us developing those individual traits, if we're not developing those we don't we get better at it so it's more efficient oh without a doubt and even in in something like this of building out a building out a podcast or building out a business you got five people that you just got together to literally make something five of you all have the same ideas well then where's the where's the out of the box thinking coming from yeah you know so i think it's definitely there's definitely something more to the unique to me that would be living your purpose and finding what actually is that purpose to you yeah you know no, I get the I get the idea, the question, like just the premise of what we're talking about, but it does kind of feel like you're you're talking about like a 15 year old kid with like a like a bull emo cut, and he wears like nail polish and black the same black clothing every day. Like when you say, "Oh, you're being a rebel, dude," like that's kind of what it feels like. But like there is something to be said there too. Like there's. Yes, I think the uniqueness is about like the soul searching and figuring out exactly who you are, and that's what's in end going to make you unique. But like the the rebel side of it feels like it's sometimes a suppression or maybe not even an understanding of who you are. Like I don't think like there is something more to being unique. It's not about wanting to be different, but maybe if you're suppressing what actually makes you unique, it does become about wanting to be different. You just yeah. don't know what the hell it is that makes you different. Yeah, or you're not comfortable enough that it's accepted by the people around you and you just, I don't know, there, there's something there for sure. And I'm not just, I'm not picking on kids who go through like, you know, that type of stage because we've been there. But um, I, I think when we go, oh, are, are you just being a rebel? Like, I don't think there's a bad connotation with being a rebel. I think rebels are some of the most unique people out there. Like that's what, like, there are they're challenging norms. They're pushing against society. Most people who are seen as rebellious don't tend to give a shit about what people think of us. That's actually the most true to being unique as possible. But you know, when you give it the bad connotation, you know, there's something to be said about being like not immature, but like it's still someone who's maybe out there trying to figure out who their actual individual self is. I, and that led me on to how do you tell the difference between someone who's unique versus someone who's 
trying to be a rebel. And to me, living in your uniqueness and wor- and working towards that and just being unfazed by anything else, the u- the unique person to me is humble. The rebel to me is potentially starving for acceptance, starving starving for uh connection potentially or starving for attention. So you're not saying like okay, so not every rebellious person of all time is not lumped into this group. You're just saying as like as for part of this conversation like the the negative connotation of a rebel would is, be right. would be that person who's like you're just doing it just like you're it's it's you're lashing out for attention or like you're like the kid who was in class who just would just give shit to the teacher for no reason and that doesn't make that person unique that just makes that kid an asshole yeah yeah right yeah i was that person and he uses a bunch of big <laughs> words and you're just like you could have said a really simple word dude. right right you're trying to stand out because maybe you don't maybe maybe you know even and i think i just said it like you you aren't sure of what makes you unique but maybe it's just that you know what makes you unique and you don't think it's accepted by the people that you want to accept you yeah so you do something rebellious like that in almost as in a defense mechanism yeah but like does that happen in your adult life like do you work with someone who's like i'm a fucking rebel dude like everyone knows me i'm the rebel guy i don't does that happen (laughs) I, me personally, I haven't seen it. Yeah, that's that's all I'm getting at. It's like I think it's a maturity thing too. I think most people get into the fact that they want to, you know, find who they truly individually are. And I think the most people you talk to with age, you get more comfortable in your own skin, and like that's a lot of it. But I, I'm still starving to find a, a, a example that kind of like parallels with like that. You know, Derek when he was 16, who would just make fun of the Spanish teacher just because he thought it would make people laugh because he was worried that people didn't like him for who he actually was. So he had to do shit like that to get people's attention. I will say, though, I have seen a rebel in union contracting who is 30 plus years old. Yeah. And why I say that is because uh, the individual that I'm thinking of right now had a very, very traumatic events that happened to that person and they were later in life to where this person lost their father who they were probably was like the stability piece right in their life right of who they were able to talk to because everybody else in their family yeah. and they also oust this person and kind of push them out of the scenario and there's actually a second person that i'm thinking of right now who I don't see as a rebel in the negative connotation. I see him as the positive rebel in the sense of like, okay, my family is all stuck on this one hard truth that they all think is the truth, but is clear, clearly not a truth that I'm going to live by. Basically, like essentially lost everybody in his life because of that. Yeah, and I think that's the scary part of like those people who like maybe don't want to live their their true selves because of what they could be giving up by doing so. loneliness yeah there is there is definitely like i mean think of that like the like the secret life you have or your personal life or the public life like there is like like imagine someone struggling with their sexuality like there is like that's so hard and nowadays it's it's opening up but like like there's people that we know in our lives who've gone through that process and like just imagining like what actions you would take to make yourself feel comfortable in a situation knowing who you truly are but you feel like you can't bring that to the public eye like that's gonna push you to do some shit just because a you're just <laughs> you're not in a great you know state of mind right. 
But also on top of that, like you, you like you want to see these, you know, these relationships build, and 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 you you're so against who you are, you just don't feel comfortable. Maybe not against, but you're not comfortable with who you are. So it's it's just going to drive you into situations that just keep building and stacking on top of each other and it feels like a losing battle after a while and, and you know it's all just based off the situation that you you might not feel comfortable with who you are and even if you do then you're worried about like okay are the people i care about most going to feel the same way if i let them in on who i actually am when i was 18 that was like the worst decision i've ever made in my entire life my brain was i went through so much shit in my childhood that at the first brink of light i ever got i shouldn't have said man you know it'd be great a hundred thousand dollars in debt right now i just got through all this bullshit hundred thousand dollars in debt let's do it and i did it and honestly i could do the job i have right now without that degree bingo that being said there are 100 percent people who are on this earth who are misplaced in who they identify as all the way to a, a gender side i believe that for sure now are there some people who come from that background who maybe pushed into a decision or feel like that's something that like they identify with this or that and maybe they're not making the best decision for themselves early on in their lives because they haven't been formed all the way there possibly as well so I, I i don't think it's fair to just you know assume that every situation is black or white i think that's not the answer at all but i think there is something to be said that they're like people who go through a lot of shit and they haven't gone through like these formative maturity years um can be pushing decisions that are not the decision they would ultimately want to make. No, I appreciate you popping that in. Because it is true. It's 100%. Being different is always a good thing. As long as it's a, as long as you're working towards aligning yeah. to your highest self. But then you're, you got the guy who's like, oh, dude, like, Pat Mahomes is my favorite quarterback. And you're like, you're just like, you live in Pittsburgh. Like, why do you like Pat? Well, because, you know, he's cool, man. Like The Chiefs come in, they win the Steelers. Dude, freaking Pat Mahomes, man, got you. <laughs> the guy does not. He just likes. I, there are people like that. That's just not a great example. I don't know why I'm on the football kick today, but like. Can you use mine? It's a Starbucks improv. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you. All right. No shame to anyone who likes improv. You're good at it. It's fucking awesome. But I think we all can picture someone wearing like a black beret. But, uh. Coming in with a caramel macchiato, school and you, something you're an Who the hell are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think we've all experienced uh, some people like that coming in and they're just acting different to be different, which in retrospect for what we're talking about is actually extremely honorable. Is along the lines of industry versus that's in that stand that their approval is genuine, not just as long as that approval is doing, you get to move forward with the sense of moving forward, feeling strong. Has it figured out, but I'm still figuring it out. It's like, no, no one has it figured out. We're all just kind of taking the terrain, hoping that it all goes stage. That's really, we go through this period where we're just trying on different hats, see what works, see what sticks. We don't ever get through that moratorium. With a solid sense of identity, we're going to end up, I, I try myself to don't go through a solid sense of self, then you, a cool mom, you know, she's like trying to be like her daughter. Yeah. It's like, everyone looks at her and they're like, oh, cringe. Awful, but it's entertaining to watch. But I think we all go, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, that's bold to, to even sit there and, man, that's where the awareness to me and that's where the discernment really is what brings you home to to who you, the way you should be living life for yourself, not for others, but for yourself. I, and that right there would lead me into discussing 
how social media can really influence the individualism or influence that desire and i'm more so talking about the person who starts the youtube page and there's a perfect example of it and there's actually a documentary i believe that's on netflix this young kid i think his name was anthony and i'll probably mess that up but anthony started he wanted to grow his youtube channel and by growing his youtube channel it transitioned into him doing these ridiculous eating like i'm gonna go to taco bell and order every single thing on the menu and i'm gonna finish it i can't leave the taco bell until i finish every single thing on the menu <laughs> hell yeah and i honestly <laughs> believe that was <clears throat> that was one of his videos <laughs> and his, can, we, can we watch that video, <laughs> <laughs> can we sample that video? yeah yeah hold on his popularity, like this <laughs> his popularity of his channel and the desire for those people who were commenting on his basically his videos saying like we want you to we want to see you do this we want to see you do that do this do this do that and like basically like is it dopamine is it serotonin that like whatever dopamine rush that he was getting from those people right. coming to his channel and that attention grab and all that kind of stuff led this guy who was like I believe he was like 18 when he started this channel and was like a hundred and like 70 pounds or some stuff like a very skinny in shape kid from from high school to become this very large obese gentleman who had all these health problems and because of that desire of that just the continuous want to rush of like yeah. having the views having the people see him the attention and I think that's where were were you actually trying to be unique or was it just that negativeness right of wanting to feel like you're unique where the attention starving was coming into play. right and he found a pocket in which like he was like oh this will get me the attention and then he got so lost in the sauce yeah, per se, yeah the fire sauce <laughs> lost in the fire sauce <laughs> so I think I think there is something to be said there for sure then you kind of like you're if you take away the YouTube videos, those people don't care about that guy. And honestly, he probably doesn't care about the eating. He just does it for the attention. So there's like a monetary exchange of what's happening. He gets the attention and the validation he wants, and the people get to watch him eat every bean burrito there's possibly ever been made to talk about. Which is interesting because I feel like formatively, like like 17, 18, great. Like, like I just saw Blink-182, and that is the most immature band in the entire world, for sure people would say but one thing that holds true is those guys are 50 years old now they are 100 percent the same people they were in their 18 so it's actually interesting to see that like you could say oh that's just an immature band that writes songs about like you know farting and stuff and yeah that's true but i promise that those guys are still exactly true to themselves as much as they were 30 years ago so it's interesting to see that like some people get to go through that process earlier that self-discovery of whatever it may be but then you have the other side of, of like you do it out of validation and all of a sudden like you're identifying with something that you actually aren't even you know true to at all yeah and it makes it definitely makes it harder to to get out of it's it's kind of backwards pedaling and, and then you kind of got to go back the other way it makes it rough i think also the the social media and we were probably going to lead to that is me being a consumer of social media not being someone who's creating the social media yeah how easily can that affect my uniqueness right because now i see oh well i like to do this 
but that person's already doing that niche and they have all these people who are following them. So if I want to do something like this, like creative, well, then I'm not going to go do that. And it's just like, whoa, pump the brakes, brother. Like there can be more than one person who's doing that shit. Yeah. Because your creativity coming to the table of whatever it is that you were were excited about, you can let it shine. That's the whole building up your own wattage <laughs> to your light. And trying to make it as bright as possible is what I was trying to say. Because if that is your truth, if that is your journey, if that is what you were here to experience in your enlightenment, in your spiritual awakening, in your growing of your light, then you fucking live your damn truth. Right. There's a lot of people who are trying to continually separate us into the people who don't accept people for this side and the people who don't accept people for that side. Right. It's just the constant dividing of it is what oh, just grinds my fucking yeah. bones, dude. No, I mean... There's, We're literally a type one planet because we can't fucking come together and like yeah. work as a as a unit. Right. We're just constantly being separated and d divided apart. It's like we all live on this one planet together. I don't agree that you like kumquats because I like I like melons. Like, but I'm not gonna sit here and say that you liking kumquats versus me liking melons is 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 something that we should f argue about or right. debate. Like, yes, funny as we have less important survival battles that we come up with more ridiculous battles. I think Joe Rogan said something along that. If you don't take on some kind of hardship like his, he gives example of working out, take on something difficult. If you don't take on something difficult by your cho choosing, something difficult will fill its place. Yes. Yeah. Could you imagine if one of us, like our past lives, we were part of the Gestapo or. I was thinking that like if we were part of one of the evil doings. You know, I sit here and I, I think that one of my past lives was potentially being like a knight of the round table or like a blacksmith for the knight of the round table. And I've talked about this before because of a Lego set that my dad bought me for my birthday. But I'm reading up on like the knights of the round table and all this kind of stuff and how they were basically kind of like King Arthur's like, I don't want to say it, but like fuck boys, you know, who just did all of his like dirty deeds and like kept the order uh, a foot you know what i mean so it yeah there's the other way to look at the knights of the round table but there's also another side that is being you know portrayed in history as well from books or readings or scriptures and whatnot there's a very strong possibility that like some of us may have lived our past life as a really really strong piece of work is the way to phrase <laughs> it you know like a, a character and a half <laughs> and just yeah did some stuff that may have led us into this life being someone who's like wants to do something like this to allow people and like i think that's where the whole uniqueness versus being the rebel versus having the positive relationship or negative relationship with your uniqueness versus having a positive or negative relationship with your rebelness all has to be built into this final version of that third you that we were talking about. What do you take all these different programming that you either consume or create for yourself, all these different thoughts, ideas, perceptions, what do you finally put together as your final Lego set? You know, I took some pieces from over here. I took some pieces from over there, took some pieces from over here. Now this is what I'm going to build with all these different blocks that I now have. Right. That's what this whole podcast is about, is about us 
allowing ourselves to release traumas because I feel, and this is just my personal opinion, I feel that so many of us are living with these strong weights on our back. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it's interesting to think about too. Like like the situations people find themselves in really do offer you the opportunity to for, for self-discovery. Like it's kind of hard to judge people on who they are because you know there's there's a different path for everybody and there's a different battle for everybody obviously and i think the the issue of self-discovery can definitely be suppressed just based off the fact of the situation you find yourself in like from 18 to 30 i think that is a massive soul searching because now you're finally not yes you still have mom and dad potentially depending on your situation to support you in your growth but at 18 man by this society's standards 18 brother if you don't have what we had and that you can call whatever the three of us had whatever level of support you want to call it but if you don't even have that tiny little basis or even someone to be able to call and just ask like their opinion on what they think what you think they should do or like calling your mom or calling your dad and saying like, Hey, this is the situation that I'm in. Like, what do you, what would you do? There are a lot of kids who just don't have that, man. So I'm 100% with it. That 18 to 30, those are massive building years and soul searching years. So having that situation of having kids at a young age, I lived, I, I didn't live it, but I was birthed into that type of situation. My mom, my mom was 19 and my dad was 21 when they had me. You know, my dad, his whole goals or aspirations when he was in college, he went to school for marine biology. His game plan was he was heading straight out to California to be a beach volleyball player and to be a marine biologist. The 21, he has me. To put it as blunt as possible, that whole situation yeah. went out the damn door. Now, could he have been just like his father before him and ran away? But that's where my dad, and that's why I don't give him a hard time with him being set in his ways or set in stone or not wanting to do different things nowadays or feeling living in fear. Because like that mother, that son of a gun made a commitment to my mom and a commitment to me and then ultimately a commitment to my sister three years later but damn man his life could be a whole hell of a lot different yeah do you imagine being 20 being really good at volleyball moving out to california you get a marine biology job out there so obviously that's going to pay pretty well you're in your 20s you're very well in shape and you're in and you're in southern california what a different life compared to being stuck in pittsburgh pa steel town old school unions you know what happened to him in those formative years i don't know because i was nine when he turned 30 yeah it's like uh, it's like an rp rpg game or something where you, you have or or like madden or any of those games where you get like you're like do i want to be good at this 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 and when the more you go you know i want i want to be able to throw the ball far you're not as fast or if you want to be fast you so there's the experience of you go through these things and maybe that does help you find out who you truly are. Maybe you, the adversity you face does actually help build a character you would have never been. Maybe he does make it out to California and he falls on his face because he's not tough skinned or, or whatever it may be. He didn't, he didn't seek any adversity in his life or whatever yeah. it may be. So like there's that basis of, yes, he didn't get to go. My dad kind of went through the same thing. My dad, a terrific painter, dude, and drawer. My dad's 
great artist and like 31 came and he had me and that was not the end of it he still went after that kind of thing but it didn't really you know priorities changed right but i think the adversity people face or or different experiences uh do help out so maybe you don't have that support system we just talked about but in turn that actually can help as a driving motivating factor or put you in situations where like you're right if it's diffusion you don't want to go this way but you're not going that way either because you're afraid of failure but you don't know what you want or whatever it may be so you just say i don't care on the other side of it you know there's the thought process of well if i didn't face any adversity and i don't know what i want maybe i'm sticking there so those weird situations you find yourself in where maybe you didn't plan for them Yes, that's against the grain that you were hoping for, but maybe if you continue to follow that path you were looking for, you wouldn't have gotten there anyway because of the situations you did or did not find yourself in. Oh, without a doubt. The whole that whole concept of to me it's falling in love with the journey versus falling in love with the destinations. That's a classic line. Not getting to those destinations that you initially thought you were going to do. And what you're saying is those opened up doors or avenues or built mental capacity or physical capacity or strengths in you or opened up you to conquer different weaknesses that were in your life literally plays fantastically into your journey in this life. Now life, (laughs) I just thought of cars a second ago, life is a highway, bro. (laughs) But like it is. Talking like Fillmore. Life is a highway. Um, but the Herbie, if you get off an exit on a highway, the only destination is you're dead. That's your destination. You're going to die. Like there's that, the next, I know it's like stoic way to look at it, but your destination is death. If you're on a highway and you take an exit, you don't get off the exit and then the road stops. Like that doesn't end what you're doing. You're just going into a different path and the roads never seemingly end, but eventually the end of the highway. So like, I think the ability of like different alternate routes and discovering different things or maybe things you didn't plan for. Yes. The only destination is you're going to die. But I think you're right. The journey, like no matter what the the goal you set or these different accomplishments or, or things you, you experience are, I don't really see them still as destinations though. Like, I think that's things that build you up on the journey you are in. And, and the journey is it like, there's nothing outside of the journey. The journey is your life. There really isn't a destination other than when it stops. Oh my goodness, dude. That literally makes me think of when you're driving down the highway. Like for instance, I was we were coming home from South Carolina recently. Saw on the GPS that we had an hour backup ahead of us. Whoa, how did we miss that? Hit one of the emergency turnarounds as soon as we got stuck into that situation. Found a new alternative route to then come up right back onto the road that we were on. Right. If the road went like this, we went like this and met right back up to it. Was it a windy road that was slow and through the hills and whatnot? Yes. But it ultimately brought us back to that destination. So that to me is the concept of allowing yourselves to just flow with the ebb of your actual life. You know, not trying to have the wheel and grip it so damn tight that's like the guy who's sitting in that in that car who's just getting pissed off because now he sees all this traffic ahead of him and doesn't learn how to use different technologies or different you know tools is a better way to phrase it to be able to continue moving on their life with a flow to it it's nope i i know that i got to go 77 to 79 to 19 to back to 79 to then 70 
to 79, and that's the way that I go. And that's the way I get back to Pittsburgh. I get off at Bridgeville that way. There ain't no other way to do it. I ain't going through these damn hills. I ain't doing none of this bullshit, all right? And then that, that's the whole getting off of an exit and having trust that this is where I'm supposed to go, that this feels right right now. Sitting in this stagnant traffic does not feel right to me. Mm-hmm. And or using that traffic in different contexts of thinking of well i've been trying to build this i've been trying to build this media company for how many for how many you know years and it just ain't working and i but this is the only way i'm doing it this way there's no other way to do it and someone comes along and they're like hey brother do you ever think about using like this or that to potentially do it no, no! <laughs> there's no way are you kidding me that's a, a stupid way to look at it and you're like well, I guess you're not open to other possibilities. You know, at any point in time in your life, you can literally decide every single second, every single snap, you have that opportunity to make that choice, use your discernment, sit in your awareness and say, man, I've been beating my head against a wall right now. Now it's time to, it's time to try something new or it's time to, you know what? I need to sit back for a minute. I need to reconcile my thoughts, stop continuously beating myself up and trying to work towards what I feel like is my truth and allow my truth to honestly show itself by being flexible, by having acceptance and understanding of people who have different ideas, people who have different thoughts, people who might want to do things that don't seem natural to you. That's where the building of you coming into your own uniqueness finally flourishes in my thought. And to me, the misconceptions that would be placed onto someone who is either individual or unique or would be that they don't fit in with a a society thinking or with a community. You know, for instance, the concept that you said of six guys get into a group and one of those guys, you know, has some truths to them or feel that they have some truths to them that they have to suppress to be able to stay in that situation. Fake. Being fake. Honestly, be. I guess it can't be considered a misconception about someone if it's if they're falling into it. But I think a misconception on someone is that they're doing it out of a desire of attention, you know, but. <clears throat> that's the to, to me that's the yeah. negative version of the rebel yeah the 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 misconception is it's not that they're doing it for attention it's that they're suppressing who they are and trying to you know identify as something so or that it comes off as a as a try hard like you're like yes you know it, you, those people stand out pretty easily like i've i've been there so i know but it it sticks out like a sore thumb man if you're someone you're not no matter what you try to do, the when when you're when you're trying to identify the group who truly does identify with whatever that group may be, and you're there, and that's who they truly are, and that's not who you truly are, you're gonna stick out very very quickly. So I think in that that thought process, it's not so much that you're you know outwardly trying to be fake, but you are. It's that you're just suppressing yourself from who you actually are and then trying to just mirror whatever is around and in and, and that's going to just there, there's no uniqueness to that there's an, it sticks out so quickly in that type of situation yeah you take yourself out of that pocket that you know like we talked about with a like with a quarterback if a quarterback's and all you're thinking about is i'm going to get murdered 
you're never going to find yourself in a process where like you know you 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 can throw a ball downfield or find the open receiver or whatever be you you there there's a, a consistency with who you need to be in that in that you know situation and i think that's the same thing there is the, the more you start to overthink anything in your life the less you're going to get results and you know there's a there's a trust in whatever situation you're in to to make sure that you you put your best foot forward and and sometimes that's a lot for people to handle and am i gonna be able to live up the expectations this time and and that will take a lot of people out of a lot of different situations that they could otherwise flourish in why are you beating yourselves up so much and i think that's where the gripping the wheel too tight and trying to take your destiny into your own hands rather than allow that destiny to just appear is what holds people into this like negative like just beat the shit out of themselves like vibe that you're just sitting there and you're like feel so fucking bad for you yeah why are you beating yourselves up so much i know i do it to myself too i do it to myself when i'm trying when i ride my bike solo I'm sitting there and I'm like, look down at the speedometer, look down at the average. I'm getting, I'm going to get this faster. I'm going to get this faster. I'm going to get this faster. Instead of like being out and just being in nature, which is something that I continuously try to reconnect with. I'm so focused on this damn number. And you're like, if you just didn't think about the damn number and you weren't looking down at that, you would have saw all this beauty that was around you. Like what? You know, like, but that awareness is, is, is difficult to build. Yeah, no, it's a still play goalie in soccer. It's the same thing. I see the the best player on the team coming down at me, and I all I'm thinking is I have to save the ball. I have to save the ball. I am not saving the ball. There is no <laughs> saving that ball. But if you trust the instincts and the situation you find yourself in, then all of a sudden your your reflexes and and what you've you know out of all that experience in said situation comes to fruition, and then you react accordingly. But the second you start overthinking that, it becomes a lot harder to to act accordingly. Provoking idea. Right now, there's different research that suggests I believe we're gonna be judged anyway. Whenever we finally set the marker of the fourth order is moving. No, I don't care. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be myself. Be myself if I get fired tomorrow, forced tomorrow. Yeah. Social judgment. Like, where do you guys see it? Right. I, I, I think there's a, a negative connotation with adolescence. Like, it's something you need to get out of. Like, people want to get out of, but I don't think that's the case at all. I think most people want to strive for the things they, the energy and the and the the want and the drive and the and the creative ability that all comes with you know your youth and that mostly the energy of like like oh i'm like you know positive i haven't been beaten down the nail hasn't been beaten down yet and i think that's when it ends and that's when you know most people and you can always you know refine that energy too but it's i think it's a balance and it's a conglomerate of yeah like yes i i still have this energy and i still have this like youthful exuberance but i find myself in a situation that kind of suppresses that but you know if i if i can make sure that like you know i don't I don't put too much um, weight on this side of the scale, then I can still, you know, live on this side. So, you know, if it's kids or job or uh, wife or whatever, you know, those things will start to take away from what you can, at least time, at least time. It doesn't need to take away from the energy or the want or the drive, but it does take away from the time to, you know, spend with yourself and, and what you do as an individual so not to say that your family or things who are all very important things but they also do become identifying factors in the wrong situation i love my girlfriend 
My girlfriend and I have this relationship that I've never had before because we are allowing ourselves to be individuals. We don't see each other as being tied into each other. We live our lives. We respect each other as individuals. If she's having an off day and she's like, I'd love to just read a book and hang out. We had plans. We're not doing it. That's amazing. Please read as much as you want because we have trust in ourselves and, and, and there's, a, there's an understanding there. So it's a mix of, I don't think you want to lose the adolescence. Like you said, like it's going further than ever because I think people are finding themselves in situations where they, they want to stretch that out as long as possible. The, the adolescence is not age or time. It's, I think it's situationally based and, you know, um, people used to get married in their late teens, early twenties and have kids and find a job and a house. And that was, that was your identifying factors. And now we're starting to become that generation for the first time. (laughs) That's the last thing I want. And, Honestly, that's kind of situationally based too, because it's impossible for anyone to buy a house right now. Like I know people with $60,000 in the bank right now and they can't buy a house, like a starter home. That's insanity. But it's actually kind of driving us to spend more time with other factors that, you know, okay, a house would be nice. I would love to live in a house, but that's something that isn't offered to me right now. Okay, cool. So if I don't have the house and inflation's going up, 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 and and everyone's stuck with student debt and we can only do so much, you're kind of forced to still live in a, a in a present moment. And I think that does push the adolescent energy out further than ever has before, just because you give yourself more time to figure out who you are. You spend more time with yourself. You spend more time on like a very foundationally based level of what do I like doing? What do I want to do as an individual? I'm not going to tie myself down in you know, relationship, but if I do, hopefully it's the right one with the person who understands me and allows me to be me. And if I have kids, can I balance that time with things I still like to do? Uh, can I see my 40 hour week job as, you know, uh, something that helps me uh, curate what I want to do on the side? I don't see it as like a weight, but actually an opportunity to let me do things on the side. Those are all things where it's a perspective thing, too. So I think we're all becoming more in tune with that. And maybe we just have more ability to do so than maybe 50 years ago. I think that the the negative connotation that comes with, oh, you're immature. Like there is a maturity thing that you can still also have like a youthful exuberance about yourself too and and, and want to be a focus on yourself. For me, it's the uh, epiphany moment. And I use Icarus's line of every human lives two lives. Their second begins when they realize that they only have one. I am someone who believes in reincarnation. However, I still haven't been able to tap into my past selves. So I'm 30 years old. And yeah, I have this knowledge that I could potentially tap into that. But for me, the it was the epiphany moment of, I only know this life. I'm only going to know this life. And that's, to me, what I was thinking at that point in time when I had this epiphany moment. But that epiphany moment stemmed from an actual trauma yeah. of getting fired from a job where I was doing nothing wrong. It was just pure ego that took me out of that job. I don't think that someone has to have that epiphany moment because I think that some people have that understanding of mortality their entire life or they live with that potential fear of like, I'm going to die one. But for me, it was, I know I'm going to die one day, but shit, if I'm on my, if I'm 70, 80 years old and I'm sitting in a bed And I don't have all these like interesting things to like sit there and think about like, am I going to be the person at 80 years old that has all these regrets of not going after this or not going after that? 
So to me, I don't think the adolescence phase, like Derry's saying, ever needs to be looked at as a negative thing. I think it needs to be a, a driver. Yeah. And I've, I I want to be 50 years old and still be the goofy dude who can right. laugh at, you know, a little kid making a farting noise. Like, right. Because what, what's, the, what's the alternative? You're just going to... You're just gonna roll over and die. <laughs> like, like, you're not gonna reroute. Ever. Yeah, you know, yeah. like no, it's just yeah. But there is something we said about still staying on that highway. You know, of of you, you want to mature and you want to go through the self discovery phases of your life and 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 be able to be comfortable with pivoting into different things and understanding like there's different risks and if you want to take something on, like you should still. You know, I, I think we could all agree that the the youthful, the, the most beneficial thing that someone of youth can bring to the table is the ability to want to learn. And you knock that out of yourself pretty freaking quick. Like me, I kind of don't like learning things. I kind of see it as like it just it's just a pain in my ass to say, I'm going to start from the very beginning on something right now. That's oh, God, that is horrifying for a 30 year old person to think about. But the youth like I'll take that. Oh, I want to learn how to play this or that or whatever it is. And, and having that, you know, youthful exuberance to yourself of always wanting to learn, always engaging in things and and right like you said not taking yourself too seriously or whatever it may be you know those are things that are going to because what what is the alternative you know you stay on that same path and you're you're freaking you're screaming at people in traffic and you just you know you you keep suppressing and pushing and pushing and pushing and then you freaking have a stroke and die you know like the the thought should be that you know what is what's the stoicism like it's like memento mori or yeah yeah so uh, remember you will die remember you are mortal or whatever it is you know that's not morbid that's just you're right you have one life that's all you know continuing to fight against that the only outcome like we discussed that's the only outcome for you we're all here it's the only thing we all share the only thing that doesn't make you individual with everyone else in this entire planet is we all have the same outcome. And that's not to be morbid. That's to be a reminder of making sure when you wake up every day or when you go to your job and you go, man, God, I just can't wait for today to be over. And then you say it the next day. You say it the next day. And then all of a sudden you're freaking 56 years old. You can't just go into every day and go, can't wait for work to be over. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You shouldn't be doing that. You yeah. know? What are you getting a root canal? Like I, I can't wait for the root canal to be over. You shouldn't say that about what you do for a living. And I think that's a, that's a fight that a lot of people will just keel over to. I think it's so sad because that person who can consistently get up and go to that job every day with how much it's making them feel like shit just literally hasn't turned the self-respect dial from self-respect for my position or my identity as this job to self-respect for myself yeah and that person probably has more strength than they even realize to keep going through a situation that they fucking hate well it's crazy too on the same lines probably wasn't but i might have been one of the first people to say really advanced for someone in their deceitful psychologist and we make all these compromises you know most people probably 99 job don't leave a job if you have a lot of respect for that in the situation it's a private situation and he's condemned send your brain into automatically yeah. is it me and then that's where we go in this rabbit hole of oh it's the circumstance people just stay true to their guns i think is tying heaps coming back to we can choose to be that nail that stands out driven down or say yeah no that's uh that's that's the mix man the balance and the the, the inner strength and i think that is important too like it's not you're not weak because you find yourself in those situations a lot of people have this inner strength where they find them in the situations that they're getting beaten down beaten down they're 
they're strong as as anyone but it's it's just the like you said the self-respect thing like you gotta you gotta turn that that knob the other way eventually to to get yourself back and into going into a direction where maybe you don't change your entire life but you have an understanding of you know you aren't a piece in the puzzle man you're not like you know there's saw some weird video of like like the galaxy and how the galaxy is built and, and how like uh, in the galaxy, Earth is literally like the size of like a um, like a proton or something. But like to us, like that size is relevant down to like electric. Like we are just like to that, we are a galaxy. Like it's so big. So if you take that same proton and you compare it to us, we are as big as a fucking galaxy. But us to the galaxy is the size of a fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah, so like, ant. yeah, you're nothing. But to... The proton, you're fucking everything. You're the whole fucking universe. You're all you can see. Right. So there's that that understanding of it's not going to change your life, but to give yourself that empowerment of you know you're you're as big as you make yourself, and you're 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 as small as you make yourself in situations too. And that uh that that makes or breaks a, a lot of 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 the journey of life. And I'm 30, and I know everything I'm talking about. So you know, believe me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, that leads me to finalize finalize this episode with you boys in what are you what is one or two bullet points to help the person along on their journey what are two things one thing even that you think is like a, a little bit of a cheat code like nope. i i always find myself appealed the honest truth as i've been programmed if i would i would have wrote probably like since derek and i were in eighth grade enough self-respect i probably would have had like probably a hundred different pieces of writing like but I always work harder for someone else. Than- Isn't it fucked up how that scene is like the right way though? Like take my take my brother. School. Great my school. brother is a pain in my ass in the best way possible. I love him and I care about him so much that there's a lot to be said. But that kid is the biggest. I don't fucking care what any single fucking person thinks than, than I've ever met. So like when he didn't want to go to school because that's just not what he wanted to do. He was a more creative driven. He knew what he wanted. He knew what he wanted. That was seen negatively because he didn't want to be the worker bee who showed up. Now, I went to Safe Flight and I worked my ass off every fucking day. And I was like, good job, Derek. And you know what that got me? Literally nothing. Got Safe Flight windshields delivered in a very time efficient manner. It got me a paycheck that didn't eventually go away. But that developed me in no way whatsoever. And it's fucked up to know that, like, you're like, if you're programmed to be the worker bee, and, like, that's seen as a positive. That's great, but like someone like my brother who's just like, why Why would I spend more time working my ass off for you so then I can't just go back and focus on what I actually know that I want? Like that kid knew what he wanted for as long as I've known him. You turn and look at me, I have been put in a situation where I've been working for, you know, so many years, like 18, I'm still rolling through it, still rolling through it. And you're right. I don't think I, I have that ability. I'm still trying to learn like the 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 self-respect portion of, hey, yes, you can still work your ass off and show initiative through that 40 hour week job. But we can all agree that that nine and a half times out of 10 is not where most people want to be. Um, but on the other side, you know, you, you can still find that that route of I can do enough of this job. I can I can focus on it. But I should have the respect on and want to do more for myself than I do for that place. Because in turn, as far as development goes, unless you are in that job and you're that that one half of you're doing what you love, then you're you're just taking away from yourself. Yeah, I always I also see it though as like when for because I worked there with you and we worked with your brother. You now are at this age and you have this ability now to make this transition in your life to work towards your personal stuff. And you have 
that background and knowledge and discipline of every day I was able to show up for these people and bust ass and bring quality to them. So now why can't I just transition that to when I get home to bust ass for myself versus the person who doesn't even show up for those other people now has to try to figure out how to show up for themselves after hours. Yeah, it's a sliding scale. Like you're, you're, you're going, so you fall somewhere in there. It's, it's, it's one way or the other. It's having the positive and negative relationship with those situations. So mm-hmm. being the person who goes to work every day, bust ass, and then comes home and looks at that as I gave all this time and I gave all this energy and I gave all this to these people. You know, yeah, there's a resentment, but in turn, that's the situation you put yourself in. It's, I think that's the biggest lesson, whether or not it's this conversation or not. Most people do not hold themselves accountable to the situations they find themselves in. Yeah. There's a lot of spots in which, yes, you are a victim of circumstance, but a lot of people do not put the damage on their own plate because they like all these outside factors and they don't care about your job, my job, your job, your job, I can think all agree, are transactional they are they know they care about you to a certain extent they know who you are people at my job i've been there long enough now that like i know 99 percent of people i work with and i can't say that i dislike or don't get along with any of them i don't i i, I work i actually work at a good place as far as i worked at shitty places so i can identify when i'm in a good one yeah, yeah. so with all that being said it's still transactional. Like I know I can name one thing for all like the guys I work in my room with one thing that they do outside of work for the most part, like, you know, that I think they would, and I think they could say the same about me. We're, we're just a tight knit group in there, but you're right. Like there's still something transactional about that job. And then there's a resentment when, you know, you put all this energy and then all of a sudden after 15 years, you're just fired because, oh, uh, organizational changes. Like, what did I, what did I put all this effort into? Like, no, you, you got lost in, in the sea of, of this is my identifying factor. This is who I am. And that is not who you are. Right. Again, if you're like, you know, you built something up or you always had a dream of being in, you know, a, a weatherman or whatever. And like now you are and that's what you wanted from and, and you saw it through. And, and that's it. That's a different factor. But most people nowadays are in a spot where they are working in a job that, yes, they like. And yes, it kind of works to some of their strengths. But if given the opportunity and money wasn't a factor, it's not what they would do. And realistically, I think that that's just something that a lot of people have to be more in tune with. And if you go back to answering your question, and, and we do got to wrap it up yeah, here. Yeah, we're wrapping it up. Um, it, it is listening to that 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 third you. Like there's a, I, I think I'm becoming more in tune with the sense of like, hey, when when you're doing something that you don't see fit for yourself, I, I think I've I've gotten to the point that I'm at least getting more comfortable knowing in my head as I'm doing that, hey man, you probably should be doing this instead, or you should not be doing this, or you should, you did something and, and you know immediately that wasn't the way it should be. And I think it's listening to that, that you know, that third you, that, that, that voice in your head, that subconscious that that's going to lead you. Cause that's, that's who you truly are. Mine would be building the strongest blood cell you can. And what I mean by that is uh, a blood cell is something that is strong and potent in itself and protection. However, it is basically water like structure. Trish has called me too. And about, by the way, so, you know, I think we need to wrap up, but anyway. it's like a water like structure that is a membrane that allows things to come in. Yeah. So what I mean by that is build this extremely tough exterior, this strong skin, 
to where all the bullshit does not affect you easily, but allowing yourself to always be that person who can accept and give love. Yeah. And that would be if you can accept and you can give love to any person and you can allow yourself to not be affected by any of any of the outside sources or the distractions or the negativity, then you're going to be able to get to that place of being able to build that third you. Yeah. So that Amen. was episode five of the Dismount podcast where we were discussing being different and the uniqueness and whether you're a rebel, the negative, positive to all of those things. So thanks for riding with us. We'll see you next time. As always, don't trust us. Trust yourself. And we'll see you next round. Yeah.